Martin Jones collects the shutout as the Seattle Kraken beat the Minnesota Wild 4 to nothing. Our Locked on Wild postcast starts right now. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild fall by a score of four to nothing to the Seattle Kraken. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Locked On Wild postcast. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg and Kevin. Much like against Montreal, we saw a slow start for the Wild in this one, but unlike the Tuesday game, the Wild were not able to recover from it tonight. No, it was a real slow first period. They it took them ten minutes to get their first shot on goal. They got the Bronx cheer from the home crowd when they finally did get their first chance at Martin Jones, but they survived the first 20. To your point, it was 0-0 after one, so the game is still sitting right there for you, and Seattle came out in the second period. I thought they elevated their game. They're playing with a lot of confidence, especially on the road. They've won in Calgary. They've won in Colorado this year. They're well coached by Dave Haxtell. Anyone who knows uh, the old days of Gophers, North Dakota, knows that when Dave Haxtell brings a team in, they're going to play with intensity and Minnesota never matched that intensity, and it cost them the night. You know, it's it's frustrating especially, too, because you look at Martin Jones getting the shutout tonight, but he was fighting it at points throughout this game. There were a couple of, of shots that he had no idea where they went, and so it looks like an opportunity missed that the Wild could have taken advantage of a goalie that, you know, while he did get the shutout, he just he didn't seem like he was on his top form. No, I think of that Jewel Erickson Eck floater from center ice that he kicked the rebound right back out to the slot where Eck got a good look at it. And, you know, Martin Jones is in the twilight of his career. He is not supposed to be the starting goalie right now. Their starter is out on long-term injured reserve. And so you're, the Wild never really tested him. There wasn't ever a forecheck established. There was never a steady diet of grade-A chances. And they were very good a couple nights ago against Montreal, getting their cycle game going, and getting great chances achieved in that lower slot area. We talked about it in our game open on our broadcast tonight. But one thing to keep in mind, and this is something you want to track, is Minnesota traditionally struggles with teams that have big physical defensemen. And we had the graphic during our pregame show that Seattle has the third biggest set of defensemen in the National Hockey League. We know at times how the Wild struggled in that St. Louis series against a big group of defensemen for the Blues. And I get it. They're missing big players. I mean, Felino, Greenway, uh, Duhame plays big. Hartman plays that physical, gritty game. Not making excuses, but certainly something to track down the road. Well, and it seemed like Seattle played and knew that they could be physical tonight without that fear of somebody kind of bearing down on them later in the game. That's a great point you make, Seth. Uh, they're really... You know, they have a big team, they have an aggressive team, and there was no one you know, policing anybody out there. And, and on a night where you know you want to get Kaprizov going, you, you want to get Zuccarello going, um, Seattle just bottled them up physically. And so Minnesota's got to figure some things out. I think the road trip's going to allow them with some time off now before that starts to maybe get a body or two back. Um, we don't know for sure. Dean Evison today has kind of hinted. Uh, that we might get a chance to see Jordan Greenway in that game on Tuesday. He practiced again today, and I watched morning skate from the penalty box this morning, and he looked terrific. And, boy, would that be a shot in the arm because you're not just missing the size on the ice. You're missing some of that emotion that goes with it. I had an interview with Freddie Gaudreau on our postgame show that just wrapped up, 
you know, the, the four guys I mentioned, and, you know, you think of Duhame and the energy and Hartman and the sandpaper and Felino, the heart and soul, Greenway gets them going. Those guys are missed so much in the locker room and on the bench. So even to get one back on Tuesday could give these guys a whole different frame of mind. Yeah, we saw tonight uh, the Wild went with 11 forwards just, you know, to try to get them to that road trip before having to make any sort of the, those sorts of decisions. But with mixing and matching lines all night, it just that there was never anything that really kind of clicked for the offense. Well, you knew when, when Dean Emerson made this decision, he wanted to get Alex Kaligoski back on the ice, and I thought that was a very smart move. He had missed six games straight with a healthy scratch. And then you also knew with four days before, between this game and their next game that their top guys were going to get extra ice time. He even started the third period with Boldy in between Zuccarello and Kaprizov. The problem was I saw too many hope plays from specifically Zuccarello and Kaprizov. They were really pressing. And I get it. You're trying to do too much in a situation like this. You're chasing the game. But they got away from what made them successful as they kind of got their season back on track. It was zone to zone. It was hard work. It was gritty work down low. And tonight, the whole place just didn't work, and Seattle sniffed them out. Before we uh, we move on, I do want to talk about Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, four goals given up, but a couple of uh... – a couple of fluky goals. I mean, the one that uh, that was deflected in with Spurgeon right to his left. Then you have the goal that was ruled initially a headbutt and then not a headbutt. So, you know, Flurry has been uh, – he's been doing some really good things to uh, to help the team here over the uh, the last few games, and it seemed like even tonight some of those weird bounces got past him. Yeah, I don't think this will be a game that he will think too much about. He's been around this game long enough to know there are nights in this league where pucks take strange bounces and and things just don't go your way. And it looked like that kind of night because I thought he was tracking the puck just fine. Those are weird situations. And, you know, in three of those four goals, those are situations a goaltender rarely sees. That one up in the air was just a goofy, goofy play. And so – Luckily for him, he's got some time to digest this and move forward, get back on the horse on that road trip. I would guess, Seth, with back-to-backs to start that trip, that both goalies will play in each of the – you know, one will get a game here, one will get a game there. But Flurry probably plays two of the three on the road trip. And I think, you know, for Minnesota fans, just don't panic. Get, he'll get right back up on that horse. And I, I really like the way he has played. And, and I, I didn't look at tonight as being a Marc-Andre Flurry night where he could have done much about it. And the team never scored a goal, so it's really hard to fault anything he did. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. Minnesota Wild lose tonight four to nothing to the Seattle Crack, and they're now back to five five and one on the season. We will continue tonight's Locked On Wild postcast after this word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting on the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, plus the World Series. Also. You can find all the latest player developments, the biggest matchups, plus news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game for every sport. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Minnesota Wild fall to the Seattle Kraken 4 to nothing. continuing to break it down on our Lockdown Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, the power play had some good looks. It's just, it seems like where we saw the goals early on in the season, just we're, we're not seeing them at the same level here over the last few games. Yeah, they got off to that hot start. They were feeling really confident. But you start to fall into some patterns. And the NHL is a league that uses a ton of video work. And teams start to look at some of the trends. And they look at maybe what you're doing on that power play to have success. And so now it's up to Minnesota to kind of readjust. You don't need to shuffle the deck. I like the five guys they've got on the ice. I think Kalen Addison has been a huge boost at the top of that power play. I love his heavy shot. But they've got to now maybe adjust the way they're attacking and mix some things up because clearly teams have adjusted the way they're killing. Seattle was super aggressive. And the only way to beat an aggressive penalty kill is to make a couple of really short, quick, smart passes and get them out of position. And I thought Minnesota tonight leaned a little bit too much on the seam passes, the cross ice passes. And if you're just a little bit off on that, then you're not going to get that shot off clean. Seattle's got those big bodies to block it. And then you have to start all over again. And, and I just didn't see them really sustain the pressure on the power play like we did when they were cooking earlier this year. With the potential for, and let's just assume Jordan Greenway does come back for Tuesday's game. Um, I would imagine he would get put back with, uh, with Jewel Erickson Eck to try to kind of give those two guys a chance to get reacquainted for then when Marcus Foligno is ready to return. Makes sense, right? I mean, Marcus Foligno, I think, is ahead of Ryan Hartman from everything I'm hearing around the locker room and from Dean Evason. So, yeah, you get those two back together. You've got a big physical line. You could put a Jost with them. He's played on that line previously with some success. And you hope that, again, for, for Minnesota, you can find a shutdown line because when you go on the road, um, you're going to have to find a way to shut down the opposition's best. And Jewel Erickson, no matter what, will always be such a smart and defense-first guy. And you need that presence on the road. And I think getting back out there, Seth, uh, from talking to Freddie and some of the guys on the way out of the rink tonight is a good thing for this team because they seem to play a more simpler game. Stretches tonight, it felt like they were trying to do something to ignite the crowd. And I mentioned those whole plays from some of the Wilds top players. On the road, you don't need to worry about that. You just get back to really grinding it out. And having a guy like Greenway when you're trying to get back to that grinding style of game will really help the cause. Uh, I know we've, we had seen it at points throughout the early part of the season, especially after successful penalty kills, the Zuccarello, Boldy, Caprizov line. We saw it for a good stretch of time tonight. And, you know, one of the other things I think that uh, that led to Seattle being able to get this win was only having to really focus on those guys and keep them from getting uh, getting going. Uh, do you think that this is, is something that we're going to see more of other than just kind of in that, that package right after a penalty kill? I doubt it. I, I really do. I think what made the Wild successful last year is the fact that in the second half of the season, they had two lines going, and two lines going means the team that you're playing can't just shut down one and shut the door, and especially on the road now where teams get the last change, you're at the mercy of those matchups. And so I still like Boldy and Rossi. I, I think you have to be patient with Marco Rossi, you see little glimmers of the talent this guy has. You watch practice like we do during the week, and I'm telling you, it's going to take time, but this kid is going to be a special player, and he's comfortable with Matt Boldy. So 
by having those two together and keeping the peanut butter and jelly together that is Zuccarello and Kaprizov. I like Gaudreau up there because of his defensive presence, because he's good in the face-off circle, and you end up possessing the puck more. But I do think you want two lines that are dangerous. If you get into a situation late in the game and you're down a goal or two, then Dean Everson can put those guys together. It's just like a power play unit, and they've got chemistry from that five-on-four scenario. So he's got options, and I think getting some bodies back as this trip progresses will also give him the chance to really kind of load up that third line with some guys that can shut teams down. Let's talk about the Kings just briefly before we finish up. And uh, the Wild saw them early on in the season, lost 7-6. to six. And as much as it seems like the Wilds have gotten their, uh, their defense and their goaltending back on track, Kings are still trying to get those units going. And the offense for them has been great all year, but uh, <laughs> goalies Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, they're, they're still fighting it. They are. And, and I think you can get to that goaltending duo you know, Peterson's a guy that's always had big promise. He's a left-hander, uh, but he has struggled against Minnesota. They got to him earlier this year. And Jonathan Quick's a guy that in his prime was one of the best five goalies in the world. He's a little older now. He's not quite the same. And the Wild have also had success against him. What I think Minnesota will hope to do is not play a game like they did last time against L.A. 7-6 is not how you want to play against that team. You want to shut them down. You want to frustrate them. And I think for Minnesota, I think this game was a good eye-opener maybe a good reminder because they had played really good hockey for a stretch of time. I'm talking two and a half weeks here. They've kind of gotten things going after that horrific start. This is one of those games where you kind of go, Oh yeah, you know, we got away from what we were doing when we were getting back in the mix. Now this is the wake up call that hopefully gets them back to where they need to be. And I think going on the road will help them do that against LA because LA has a ton of weapons. It's more than just Kevin Fiala. Anze Kopistar can still play. They've still got Drew Doughty. They've got a host of weapons, and so Minnesota has to get back to playing a defense first game. Minnesota Wild fall tonight 4-0 to the Seattle Kraken. They're now 5-5-1 on the season. That will do it for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Uh, Kevin will have a chance to chat with you uh, next week after those road games, so uh, we look forward to that. And for listeners, make sure you are sticking with Lockdown Wild to keep you up to date all week long with everything going on in between uh, with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.